2: Hey guys, we are back. It's Natalie Wall with Awkward Sex in the City. I'm super excited for our guest today. It is Carolyn Bergier. She has a great podcast herself called Diking Out. And if you are in New York City, there's a monthly show at Stonewall. But they are also doing a very fun holiday party called Dyke the Halls at Joe's Pub, December 16th. And you guys should buy some tickets and go. And you're gonna really, you're gonna love this episode. Like every episode, it's always great,
1: you know? So I said well if you guys don't have a place to stay you can all stay in my empty apartment these strangers <laughs> all these men who like
2: stay age yeah to get yeah. a voicemail over before a text first mm-hmm. I'd be like what is happening like yeah. I, I would be I would be freaked
1: out yeah talking to him about his girlfriend and then like one thing leads to another and then we're just like making out in this lesbian bar my friend's like Hey, what are you doing? I'm like, no, I got this. I got this. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I can go right into it. So, uh, this happened in my mid twenties, maybe. Okay,
2: that's a that's a good time for a good time like, awkward. to
1: have awkward sex, right? I so I've always been like a person in monogamous relationships. Like, I came out of the closet when I was. I mean, I had my first girlfriend when I was seventeen, and mm-hmm. then I never really—I've never had sex with a man. Oh, okay. So yeah, you, you, yeah. I've only had sex with women, um, and then it's always been like one relationship into the next. And I had this like very toxic relationship for a while through college, and that person uh, after they graduated came to Atlanta to live with me, and. It should have never happened. Like I should have broken it up before then. And finally, maybe a year after living together, I got the nerve to break it off. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be single for at least like six months. I want to date as much as possible and just try new things and not get into this pattern where I just fall into a relationship with somebody immediately. So uh, I was out with my friends at a bar in atlanta and it was just like a regular bar and it's it's hard to find other lesbians at bars like especially if you're like in a hip part of town it's hard to tell who's gay you know the aesthetics are confusing like we're in brooklyn right now it's very confusing
2: yeah everyone blends and also like i lived in atlanta for a summer and i feel like I, i don't remember it being like like, Brooklyn, where, like, everyone's, like, everyone's just, like, yeah, everyone's queer, out, great, love it. But I feel like Atlanta, yeah. like, I would, I'm would i assuming you were in Midtown at this bar.
1: Uh, East Atlanta. So, like, the hip part. Ah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, so, that was, like, a little bit more, like, that's where it was, like, a little bit more ambiguous. And there was, like, a gay bar down the street. So, maybe some people trickled over. Okay. You don't know, right? And I see this one woman who is obviously gay kind of... Um, A soft butch, I would say, which is not my type at all. I've always been into very feminine women, like my ex femme. yeah, yeah. And uh, but this was seemed like the only gay person (laughs) in the bar, other than uh, my friend who I was with, who was also gay, and she turned out to be my now ex wife. (laughs) Holy shit! Okay, but at the time we were just friends, so we're, we're we're at this bar. And uh, so I set my sights on this lesbian and I'm like, I just need some type of rebound, some type of hookup. So I like she's on the dance floor. I start dancing kind of close to her, like make it kind of known that that I'm interested. And then uh, she invites me over to talk with her friends. So I am her, her name is Shane. And Shane, if you don't know, is also the name of like the most infamous character on the L word who is like oh. a total fuck boy player. Everybody's into Shane for I still don't get the appeal. And I said, oh, are you anything like the Shane? And she was like, I don't know who that is. I don't watch the L word. I'm like, OK, this is awkward already. So okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm like very bad at picking up women. Uh, <laughs> and then all her friends are these kind of hippie looking guys. And I find out that they are driving through Atlanta to go to some type of protest at a military base the next day. Mm -hmm. And they don't have a place to stay. And at this point, so I had just gotten out of my last relationship. uh, I had moved out of the apartment into Uh kind of like a sublet situation. And my ex had also moved out, but we still had two weeks on the lease. So there were still like some straggling items at the apartment, but I had this empty apartment. So I said, well, if you guys don't have a place to stay, you can all stay in my empty apartment. These strangers, all these men who like, like I don't trust men to begin with. Like, I, fair, fair. like if you want to stereotype me as a man hating lesbian, it's like close. Like I have guy friends, but I'm like very selective about the men I let into my life. Mm-hmm. And I just let this van full of hippies.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Like, this is how thirsty I am to hook up with this woman who's not even my type. <laughs> not even my type. <laughs> so, and, and, like, nothing happened at the, like, we didn't kiss at the bar. There wasn't anything other than just, like, I don't know, like, me just being very nice and, <laughs> and, try, <laughs> and offering up, this apartment, because I thought, you know, they can, it's not like there was really anything for them to steal mm-hmm. left at the apartment unless they want to take a couple towels or whatever. And then my plan was I could just let them stay there and then I would go to the sublet. Like I w- wasn't necessarily planning on staying with them.
2: Yeah. You weren't stuck. You had an escape route. It yes. sounds like yeah. yeah.
1: So I I felt pretty, pretty sure I wasn't getting murdered. So. We go back to... That's such
2: a woman thing to say. I'm pretty sure... I was, like, pretty sure I wasn't going to get murdered. I know. we always are thinking of that in the back of our head.
1: Of course. Yeah, I, I'm, like, looking at the van. I'm like, is this a murder van? Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. is this, like, a we're really going to uh, a military protest <laughs> uh, event tomorrow? <laughs> so we go back <laughs> to my old apartment. And the guys start... They have, like, sleeping bags and stuff. So they all set up, like, kind of... Uh, in the living room and then I make sure they have everything they need and then I'm like okay I'm gonna go back to my actual place now mm-hmm. so I leave Shane comes with me
2: okay
1: uh, and walks me to my car and then we start making out at okay. my car so I'm like okay and then she's like why don't you come back in I'm like all right cool so I go back into the apartment <laughs> And uh, and I I happen to still have a sleeping bag at the apartment for us that we use. So, Shane and I go into my bedroom, which literally has nothing in it except for like a sleeping bag and a pillow. There's maybe four guys in my living room. Uh huh. And, uh, yeah, we just like went to bed, but started like hooking up and having sex in my bedroom. But these four guys are like really literally outside the door. Yeah. Like they could probably hear everything that was going on. Just camped uh, out. Yeah, because yeah.
2: now there's no... Because the, the problem is there's no furniture to, like, muffle the sounds.
1: Yes. It's, like, every... It's very <laughs> echoey uh, in the apartment. And, uh, you know, she was a little tipsy. And, yeah, it, it was just, like... And, and that's, like, the first time you're having sex with someone. Yeah. And then also because, like, she's more butch like she was kind of more of a top but I'm also like more of a top Uh and it was like weird kind of figuring out I don't know like Like the
2: dynamic like what the
1: dynamic and then she had her period so like she didn't want to be touched uh so I think it ended up that like she went down on me and I remember like her upper lip was kind of like prickly as if like she shaves her upper lip and mm. like that was weird and off putting for me <laughs> and then I was like what am I like halfway through I'm like what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like I don't know like am I enjoying this? I'm not sure. So the next morning uh she asked if I want to shower with her. Oh okay. And then I was like no because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was like I don't even know what like I'm never gonna see you again. I don't even know your last name. Like we didn't exchange any information. I went out and I happened to have eggs in the fridge and I cooked eggs for all these guys. Um, You're so hospitable. Are you from the South? No. Okay. I'm from Canada originally. So maybe that's it. Yeah. (laughs) I know this like trusting friend. Like I used to hitchhike in Montreal. Like I I know I'm too trusting of strangers. Just (laughs) I'm going to get murdered one day. This is how I die. Uh, And yeah, so it, yeah, it was just like awkward because I, I mean, yeah, the guys outside, we walked out and it was clear that they all knew exactly what went down the night before. Uh-huh. Uh and just kinda like pretending like it didn't and then having to like turn down this offer to shower with somebody because that I don't know, that just felt like very like intimate for what it was. She also said yeah. she had her period and I'm like, uh, ah, you know. Yeah, and like, like-
2: Sexy showers, I think, are very overrated. Like, I don't think they really exist. I agree. Yeah. I'd like, agree. Like, everyone's water temperature, like, preference is always, like, vastly different. Like, yeah. I love, like, I want to be scalded and, like, my uh, my boyfriend likes it, like, like lukewarm and I'm just like, this is awful. Yeah. And then you've got the one person's actually in the water and the one person's not. Yeah. So they're just cold and standing there and, like, it's slippery. Like, concussions, like, are, like, hella for sure going to happen.
1: Also, yeah. like, if you meet somebody at night in a bar and then you go into your apartment, which um no longer has lamps. So the lighting <laughs> is, like, also kind of <laughs> dim. And then somebody wants to, like, in the morning take a bright shower with you. I'm like, no. Like, that just seems so intimate right now. Yeah. It's, like, worst case scenario for yeah. sure. Yeah. So that was, like, the first time I'd ever had like a what I would consider a one night stand, yeah, and we parted yeah. ways, and of course immediately I was like I must find her and was like <laughs> looking on like my space and Facebook just because I like curiosity like I'm like I know nothing about this person yes uh, and part of me felt like cool like yeah, see, I'm not this like lame monogamy person I can like have a one night stand but I I didn't enjoy it. Like, I don't enjoy casual sex. And that's something that I've come to accept. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm also in that camp. I'm not a big one-night stand person. Like, I am so awkward to begin with that it's not going to be good. So why am I doing this without the the knowledge that we're going to get more times to try it out? You yeah. know? So it's like, no, I think they're overrated. I think shower yeah. sex is overrated. One-night stands are overrated. I'm with you. I hear Agreed. you.
1: Yeah. So that happened and that was the less awkward thing that happened that weekend because the next night I went out.
2: (laughs) Oh my God.
1: And the next night um went out again with my friend who eventually became my wife and then eventually my ex-wife. Uh and we went to um we went to a gay bar. Uh Uh-huh. And we were out and I was very drunk, I remember. And, uh, and very bad again, like going to a bar and like me trying to pick up women. It's just not, I'm so at this point in my life, I'm terrified of lesbians. (laughs) So, um, I don't have that many lesbian friends. Like they all scare me. I think they're all kind of mean, um, and not approachable. And I also feel like an idiot. Like I have no game. I'm not charming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do I have to to offer? Just, you know, a lot of, a lot of self-esteem issues I had to work through in my twenties. And um, this couple comes in. I mean, it was a group of friends. But there was this one couple and a guy was wearing, I want to say like a ranger's hat or some type of New York team. And he uh, struck up a conversation with my friend who was from Long Island originally. So they started talking about hockey, whatever. And then I'm like, what are you doing at this lesbian bar? You're obviously a straight man. And he's like, oh, my girlfriend's bisexual. And I'm looking at Her being like, she's kind of cute. I wonder if I could hook up with her if she's here looking to hook up. But then I'm really drunk, so my logic is skewed, maybe skewed, uh, nonsensical, (laughs) like the opposite of any rational thought that any human should have. Uh, So I thought like, well, I can't just go and hit on her. I have to make out with him and make her jealous. Never had, like, I don't know why that thought would enter my mind, but at the time I thought, oh, the order of events is I gotta make out with this guy first. Uh
2: huh. Uh huh.
1: So I start like talking to him about his girlfriend, and then like one thing leads to another. And then we're just like making out in this lesbian bar. My friend's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, no, I got this. I got this. <laughs> And, like, part of me just thought it was silly, like, isn't this funny? Here I am. I want her, but I'm making out with her boyfriend, power move, like whatever. Oh, <laughs> and then she like d- and then she comes over. I'm like, "Oh, don't worry, I'm a lesbian. And she and she seemed like cool with it, which like back in my like looking back on it, I like, how was she okay? just looking over and seeing her boyfriend making out with like I didn't really know the terms of their relationship or or what was really going on. Yeah, so yeah. then. Um, she was like, Do you want to get out of here? And I'm like, Yes. And then my friend pulled me aside and was like, Do you really want to go with both of them? I was like, Oh, yeah, it's fine. And she's like, I'm gonna ask you one more time. Remember, you don't like men. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching you make out with this guy on and off for 10 minutes now. <laughs> uh, not sure what you're doing. And I'm like, Trust me, trust me. And she's like, Okay. But so no point you realized they
2: wanted to have a threesome with you.
1: I I did, but oh, okay. like but I thought I was like very much in control of the situation. And like I really wasn't thinking about what this guy's role in this threesome would be.
2: Okay, okay, okay.
1: And I'm so drunk that I don't really care. Okay. So I let him <laughs> drive us back to this place that I was staying at the mm-hmm. the sublet. And uh we get there and I'm giving them like a tour of the place because it was like this nice townhouse in Atlanta and it had like a rooftop with a view. Oh, my
2: God. Yeah. So
1: I take, take them to the roof. I'm like, oh, isn't this cool? Blah, blah. And then we get into my bedroom and then the reality hits me of like, oh, they're expecting to have sex yeah. with me in like a three person <laughs> type of way. <laughs> and i don't really want this but we're here <laughs> so what do what do i do about this because i'm like i've not only have i like led them on this yeah. entire time mm-hmm. not only did i orchestrate the entire situation <laughs> um but i'm also like drunk and a little bit horny and like again the the woman was cute so i'm like okay um uh, you know, maybe we'll just like feel this out. Mm-hmm. So I just start like talking to them about things like asking them questions about their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start talking <laughs> about music. And then for some reason, I start telling them about Carol Channing. Uh, do you know Carol Channing? I don't think I do. Uh, she passed away last year Um, at the age of like 98 or something. And she's Broadway legend, original Hello Dolly on Broadway. Oh yes, 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 Just yes. Just real wild. Like n- nobody, nobody like her. And uh-huh. uh, she, I, I loved her as a kid. And she was in this, um, made for TV movie, a two part movie uh, of Alice in Wonderland that came out in the eighties that stars um, a lot of celebrities like. Um, like, Patrick Duffy and Scott Bayo and Ringo Starr. Oh, my God. And, like, it's a who's who of whoever was somewhat notable in the 80s. And Carol Channing is in it and has, like, the trippiest scene of all time. And I'm like, these people have to watch this right now. And I made them watch this really creepy video of Carol Channing singing a song about jam um, and turning into a goat and... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know none of this, like, this all sounds like nonsense right now, but this is what happened. And I'm like, af- afterwards, I was like, what must be going through the heads of this couple? Right. I'm like, how did they not run out of there?
2: Oh, my then God. Then, like,
1: how did, how did they put up with this? Uh, me making them watch YouTube videos when they came over just to get laid, right? So uh, then the guy puts on some music. Mm-hmm. Classic move. And then things start happening. So, first I say to him, uh, if, your, if your dick touches me, I'll kill you. So, it starts with, the, with a death threat. Um, <laughs> it's a really hot way to start a threesome. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. just want to make it clear your dick better not go anywhere near me. <laughs> and this
2: around me or inside of me, you are not a part of this.
1: Yeah. And then we start hooking up and then I'm like I'll be right back and I had a bathroom attached to my room and I just kind of like went in the bathroom Uh I mean okay so like we like I was definitely like on the bed like partially disrobed uh-huh. she was naked he was naked Um, you know I remember being like on top of her and uh us like fooling around and then I'm just like I don't know what to do here. I'm yeah. just going to go in the bathroom while they have sex in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, be right back. And I went in the bathroom and I just like hung out there. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I put like a pajama top on. <laughs> and then uh, and then they're like, are you OK? I'm like, yep, I'm fine. Just like keep going. <laughs> I can hear you're doing great out there. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. And uh yeah, it was just like a very I don't know. I just felt so uncomfortable because I'm like I I didn't want to have like a a proper threesome. I'm not used to having I've never had like a guy in my bed before.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, it has to be so jarring.
1: So they they left and like they seemed fine, you know, and um and the next morning I woke up and there were just like these little man hairs in my bed and I'm like <gasps> oh I was so disgusted and I was so upset and I was so mad at myself um I'm like what am I doing with my life like I slept with this other person the day before and had you know a bunch of hippies in my apartment <laughs> and then, like then I forced this threesome that I didn't want at all <laughs> at all um and then like yeah, I found or the woman found me on Facebook. I think we all became Facebook friends, and then later all unfriended each other after like we pretended once, like, "Hey, we should hang out some other time," and then we're like, "Maybe not. No, no maybe this isn't a good thing." Uh, and then also like she didn't look how I remembered at all when I saw her on Facebook, and I'm oh like, oh, "How drunk was
2: I?" Like, I was actually just about to ask you that, like, how much do you think you had had to drink? A lot, yeah.
1: A lot, like, I, not too much that I don't like. I remember everything, yeah. But I obviously wasn't making sound decisions, and like, uh, I'm a happy drunk, so it's a good drunk to be, yeah. When when I get drunk, I'm just like everything is great, and I get like very like touchy feely with people though, uh-huh. and then I'm like I'm like I'd make out with anybody, you know, and it, it's it's not good. Uh, <laughs> and and like I really took it to to the extreme there, so, um, I felt horrible that morning and uh signed up for community service. <laughs> <You> <laughs> like that's how yeah I, I was like, i need to uh wow. to do something to make up for this for these back to back bad decisions.
2: do you remember what it was that you signed up for?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I found this organization in Atlanta that was, like, an after-school program for kids whose moms are in jail. It's so specific. Yeah. So, usually if the mom is in jail, that means the dad's probably out of the picture, too. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Just, like, statistically for, for this group. So, a lot of them are being raised by aunts or uh, grandparents and... I had to do like an orientation and kind of learn about all the statistics of like incarceration and like what that really means and what life is like for these kids. And, you know, uh, got told like the different things we could work on. And it was kind of uh, all ages from like elementary school to high school. So I was thinking, you know, I would be really good at helping um, people with like resumes or resumes for like part time jobs or helping them with college applications, like thinking more of a, like the teens is where uh, I have some advice to, yeah. to impart or some help I can give. And, you know, I'm sure I'm good with kids too, so I can I can help out with kids. And uh the people leading the um organization were like, oh the the little girls are going to love you. They're going to be so excited by your hair. Now, my hair wasn't pink at the time, but uh-huh. just, like, white lady hair. They're, like, <laughs> they get, they're get, they going to want to touch it. They're going to want to play with it. I'm like, that's fine. If they want to play with my hair, like, go ahead. And they're like, yeah, we, you know, we don't have a lot of um, white volunteers here. So, like, when, when we do, like, the hair is a big thing. I'm like, like cool. Bring it. That's fine. So, the... The first day I'm scheduled to go and volunteer, um, I get there and it was one of like, they called it like a jamboree day. So it was like less structured and kind of a free for all. So all the teenagers were just kind of like playing video games and uh, which was fine. But like they weren't looking to really interact or or work on stuff. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So there was nothing I could do there. And then there were like some kids like uh, working on homework. And when I went to try to help or like interact, they were terrified of me. Nobody wanted to play with my hair. I was just this scary white lady that everybody's like, what is she doing here? And I would go and like approach these kids and they wouldn't even talk to me. Like I would ask them questions like, hi, what are you working on? And they would just stare at me with like. Their eyes like wide and oh just look God. at me like, "What are you doing? What am I supposed to do?" Would run away and I'm like, "Okay, this isn't going well." So after like a oh few different groups that I approached and clearly was like, "Nobody wants me here." So so how can I help? So I went to one of the the leaders and said, "You know, is there is there something I could do that's maybe like in the in the background?" And she said, "Why don't you make the lemonade for the snack?" So we like to serve uh, a healthy snack for these kids before they go. uh, And they've already squeezed the lemons. So they squeezed the lemons earlier. Your job is just to mix in the sugar and the water. Well, I haven't made lemonade from scratch in, I don't know, years. Like as a kid, I drank Kool-Aid and I did the pre-mixed Kool-Aid that had the instructions, but never in my life have I Squeezed out lemons, added sugar and water, and came out with an appropriate mixture for lemonade. I don't even know at this time when the last time I had lemonade was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is my job. And I keep thinking in my mind, healthy snack, healthy snack. So I'm being like very uh stingy with the sugar. Oh, no. And I keep like tasting a little bit. And I'm like, mm, this tastes kind of sour. But isn't lemonade supposed to be sour? I don't know. How sweet is it? <laughs> so I'm mixing it to point. I'm like, okay, no, I put way too much sugar. Like, this is getting unhealthy. This is a lot of sugar. So they go and they pour the little Dixie cup of lemonade for for all the kids. And then these kids are just, like, so thirsty and looking forward to their snack. And, like, all in unison. <laughs> <laughs> like, spitting it out, wiping their mouths, <laughs> like, this is the worst lemonade. And the volunteers there were like, uh, looking at me like, did something happen? <laughs> what? Well, I'm like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, no, no, it's not. Like, they were so nice about it, but like, I I just, I'm like, I just made everything worse. Like, I did the opposite of volunteering. Like, I'm causing more problems than I'm solving Yeah. Here. And I I never went back because I was so embarrassed. But I know it was terrible. So I I, I made that awkward too. Um, oh
2: my god. Oh, I was gonna say, and it's like I thought the end would be like, and then Shane showed up, like also there.
1: Yeah, I wish. Oh, you
2: you would have taken that over.
1: That would have been okay. less awkward for me. Oh my god. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, that and that was all in the span of a week.
1: Yeah, yeah. I signed up. I mean, I signed up, and then like. A week later, went to the orientation, and then a week later, did my first volunteer thing. So, uh, yeah. And so
2: after that, were you just like, oh, I got it. This is why I'm always in a relationship. This
1: <laughs> kind of. I mean, I was still like, I'm gonna keep trying to date. So I kept going out again with the person who I eventually married. But uh-huh. at the time, we were just each other's like wing woman. Um and we we would go kind of like I was putting myself out there and I didn't want to go on uh dating apps because I felt like the scene in Atlanta was small enough Mm -hmm. and I knew my ex girlfriend was on the apps you didn't want to yeah Yeah. I was like I don't want to be going on dates with people that they've been on dates with and everything yeah yeah so I was going out to gay bars like at least twice a week trying to pick up women and being very unsuccessful at it and there was one woman I met who I was kind of into Mm -hmm. and I thought we were hitting it off and she gave me her number but then her friend told me that she was kind of in a relationship but that the relationship was on its way out okay and I'm like okay uh great to know Good to know. Yeah. But she like gave me her number like nothing. We, we were like dancing together, but nothing like crazy. Uh huh. So I said, you know, we should hang out sometime. And yeah. Uh, And then I did the awkward thing and called her instead of texting her because I was like, oh, I'm not some some wuss. I'm going to be an adult and, and call her and <laughs> leave a voicemail, which is like the most awkward thing I think you could do. Right. Uh, In this day
2: and age. Yeah. To get yeah. a voicemail over before a text first Mm -hmm. i'd be like what is happening like i would be
1: i would be freaked out yeah yeah um yeah so never heard back from her Uh, (laughs) but then on valentine's day i ran into her at the same bar i met her at the first time Uh and she um she mentioned something about like still being with her her girlfriend i was like but you're here on valentine's day without her and then like I should have registered there. Like, oh, she's just not into me. Like, you know, that really should have hit me. It should have hit me when she didn't return my calls. But I thought, like, at first, I thought, like, oh, maybe she's trying to work things out with her girlfriend, yeah. and that's why, and she feels bad that she gave me the number, and that's why she's not calling me back or something. Like, that's what, it. Couldn't be me. It had to be the situation. I- had to be this. Yeah. I had to be this. But then she's like, they're on Valentine's Day without a girlfriend, and I'm like, okay, maybe it is me. <laughs> we'll see. So. I also get asked when I'm there if I want to be on a, di- a dating show that they're doing at the bar i'm like yeah i'm I'm single I'm, <laughs> I'm ready, you know, I'm ready to mingle, yeah, I'll be a contestant on this dating show <laughs> so they pick me, this girl I'm into who's not into me at all as another contestant, and then this third person as a contestant, and then the it was kind of one of those where like the we were all trying to like vie for this one person to like pick us. Uh And the person, I think her name was Jade. I would describe her as a stud. So like very masculine, um, lesbian. And again, not my type at all. So I'm like stakes are low for me in this game because I want to sleep with the person who's not interested in me at all, who's Mm -hmm. next to me.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, But has a girlfriend, but is now a contestant in this dating game. But is now
1: a contestant (laughs) in this dating game, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What a complicated relationship she has with that girlfriend, oh God! Um oh, I make myself sound so sad. like, why was I <laughs> why was I chasing this person? Oh God, uh, don't worry, I'm doing okay now. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, um, we start doing the the game, and then uh, this other girl she, her, the answers that she was giving to these questions were like being like overly sexy, like the sexiest answer she could give she was giving it. Me, and at the time I wasn't a comedian, but I was like, I want to give ridiculous answers because this is all really silly. And then the third person was giving very earnest answers. So it seemed like a good, I was more concerned with making this entertaining for, for the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in between rounds, my friend slash future ex-wife was kind of flirting with the main contestant Ah, the stud! the stud and uh, but also said that she was trying to get the stud to pick to pick me, and then the stud ended up picking the other person that I was into, so they went off to talk, and then now every stud in the room thinks I'm into studs because I participate in this game, so I have all these like femme women coming up to me being like, "Oh, my friend." over there is, like, really into you. And I have to be like, I'm not interested. I don't know. <laughs> like, and and then just watch, like, the girl I have a crush on talk to Jade the whole night. And then uh, and then in a weird twist, my future wife wife got Jade's number and they started kind of dating. Whoa. And that's what made me realize that, like, maybe I should ask my friend out because I was like, oh, my God, what if they get serious and then I'm no longer hanging out with Jackie like four times a week yeah because at that point we were hanging out like three or four times a week and then when her and Jade started dating so yeah it all everything kind of came together and worked out but not really because we got divorced and it wasn't it wasn't a great relationship this truly
2: (gasps) the the, all these stories combined felt like a season of the l word yeah do you know what I mean like I love it so much and I was I was very intrigued. I was going to ask, when did it switch with your wingwoman slash friend? Do you, do you and now is and that was it. It was more like a- that, that.
1: It was like really she started to hang out with Jade, like even not that much, just like a couple times. And I felt myself getting like a little bit jealous and being like, oh, no, uh-huh. if she gets in a relationship, then I don't get to spend that much time. But like I never I didn't know. I, I never really felt attracted to her in that way uh-huh. and then I was like but maybe I am or maybe I can be and maybe I won't know until I try you know mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of like a very slow burn <laughs> and I yeah and I asked her out and it was like a very awkward first date and then we went from that to being married <laughs> how long are we guys married for five years oh my god
2: so yeah you you can't you were like I might be attracted to her if I tried and then you
1: tried and then you were I was I mean yeah I like sold myself on it you know Uh uh-huh uh you know but it was for the best I'm remarried now and uh very happily remarried um and found a partner who is like perfect for me and super supportive and like everything I ever wanted and didn't think was possible and um our sex is very not awkward so that's good except for when I try making jokes during it that never goes well but uh yeah how do the jokes
2: come out like what are the, what are the jokes i'm intrigued
1: you know the the jokes okay they do go over well cuz my wife finds me very funny <laughs> but then it's like this balance of like being like silly in bed to like ruining the mood you know it's like a fine a fine line uh-huh. mm-hmm. um but like for example like She's Peruvian and uh, you know, speaks fluent English and everything, but we went to Peru for the first time this summer, and uh, I know almost no Spanish. And I should have done this before the trip to Peru, but after being around her family and wishing I could have talked more instead of having everything be translated, Yeah. Uh, I was like, next time I come here, I'm going to be speaking Spanish. So every day since then, I've done duolingo. Ooh. and I've been very committed to learning Spanish. So sometimes in bed, I'll start speaking Spanish, but the um, <laughs> the stuff I know is like, who here works in a factory, you know? And like, <laughs> but I'll say it like I'm trying to sound like sexy Spanish, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. but she gets such a kick out of it.
2: Oh my God, it's adorable.
1: Yeah. So that kind of stuff.
2: I do jokes too, but they are um, solely to kill the mood because I think it's hilarious to kill... 'Cause obviously I'm with someone with a penis. So I think it's very fun to have a hard penis in your hand, kill the mood, feel it become soft in your hand, <laughs> and then show a boob and feel it come hard again. It's uh, like such a powerful thing. Like Wow, that
1: sounds magic. It's like, like
2: that's why I believe I like penises make me believe in magic because they literally they it just it can like see you and just like be like boing. And you're like, I just I just did stuff. Like that was magic. It came from within me. Like I don't uh, know.
1: It's so much more work with, like, I have to have, like, all my childhood trauma, like, be totally forgotten, you know, to, like, <laughs> to be able to have both of us, like, be in the mood and, <laughs> like, the the moon has to be full, like, everything. No.
2: I mean... I to say, it was a full moon yesterday, I think.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, You're like, and uh, I know <laughs> for yeah, multiple reasons. <laughs> no, I mean, it's... Yeah. We we have fun sometimes like she'll you know it's just I can't take anything seriously which for better or for worse uh so she'll be like oh do you want to like role play I'm like yeah let's role play but I always pick somebody from her life who's very annoying I'll be like like we used to work together and there was this guy who is like good for nothing and then I would just like do my best impression of him and she'd be like stop it <laughs> like st- you like, know no,
2: this is not what I meant by role play yeah
1: or oh like God. she uh she used to be married to uh, a man uh named Marco so sometimes I'll bring that into the bedroom she's like you stop bringing up my ex-husband and like and after a while I was like I realize now how uncool this is like it's very funny to me that you were married to a man once upon a time and it feels like so removed because like I didn't know you during that time. Mm-hmm. It's almost hard for me to believe. So for me, Marco is this punchline. But if we were having sex and you brought up my ex-wife, like that wouldn't be funny, no. to me at all. So I need to really knock this off. <laughs>
2: I shouldn't be bringing up your ex-husband. Yeah, your wife is probably like exactly like now. Yeah. Now you get it, and you're yeah. like, yeah, but like Marco's still funny. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I still
1: have a hard. T- I still slide it in sometimes. Uh, um, I I actually did this
2: yesterday. Well, we were like, uh, he, uh, my boyfriend was initiating sex, but my new joke right now, like not just in bed, it's not an in bed joke, but he has a nephew, his very first nephew, Jack, and he loves Jack so much. So my new bit is that he actually loves Jack more than me. And so like while he was like trying to get the mood going, I was like, I don't know, maybe we should go make out with Jack. And he was like, I need you to stop because it's literally like my four-month-year-old nephew and it's getting really weird. <laughs> and I was like, I know it's weird, but like, you know, I know how you feel about Jack. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how I make it weird. I'm just yeah. like, I'm, let's, let's make it incest. Like, let's yeah. make it so over the top that it's just like, why are you doing this? And now, like, because I like, I like the idea of knowing I put something that's going to be in the back of someone's head and it's just going to, like, pop up. Even if it's during sex, it's like, oh, you thought of your nephew while we were having sex? means you love him. You know, it's just like, it's just so dumb. It's so dumb and stupid. But like, that's what I love. And I don't know if I can kick that habit.
1: Uh, I think you should keep doing that because I think men deserve that. Um, (laughs) Because if they want to make all this incest porn, it should come back to haunt them. I think every woman who's having sex with a cis man out there should be like, I'm your
2: mother. Like, (laughs) I know you loved it. We're at the end. Uh, Do not. Do not. Do not. Do not forget to subscribe to Diking Out Podcast and going to Dyke the Hall's December 16th at Joe's Pub. And just check out Carolyn Bergier. Like, as you see, she was great. And you're going to love everything that she does, too. Bye.